0: What's up? What's good? It's your boy JJ, vaxxed up, getting his stacks up. Finally, part of the Pfizer fellas. I'm here with my boy Keone. Say what's up. Shout Keone. out <laughs> Pfizer gang. <laughs> Pfizer gang. We also got Ryan with us today. <laughs> what up, guys? <laughs> you can follow me at JJ Daydreamers on Twitter. You guys can follow Keoni at. Daydreamer Keone and Ryan at Rocco Daydreamer. That's R-O-K-K-O-Daydreamer. And this is the Fantasy Daydreamers Podcast. producer Ian for that always helping us out today we have a little bit to go over a little bit to go over for the news we have some winners and losers from the NFL draft to talk about and then we have our post draft first round rookie mock draft remember you guys follow us on Twitter at ff daydreamers on on instagram at day underscore dreamer media follow along with everything we got going on there. And uh, head over to the website, daydreamermedia.com. Aaron's got articles coming out every week, so go ahead and uh, head over there. Let's get into the news. All right. Carry on. Johnson was released by the Lions and then claimed off waivers by the Eagles. Ryan, the resident Eagles fan, what do you say about this?
1: Uh, I'm not even sure who make the team. It's just a yeah. flyer, so I'm cool with it. Yeah, they also uh, drafted Kenneth Gainwell. Um, so that is a
0: one year deal. Does this hurt Miles Sanders, Keone? Them getting carry on Johnson, drafting Kenneth Gainwell. Do they not trust Miles Sanders anymore?
2: Um, we saw how that offense worked last year, but I think they've tried to make strides to fix that, uh, especially mm-hmm. drafting, like, they drafted a lineman. Um and they also got a lot of defensive players. Um, so hopefully that will fix stuff on the offense because they're sides of a coin. But their running back situation kind of looks like people waiting outside the auditioning room, like for any part in like acting, because it's crowded.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you just meant people were nervous and
2: <laughs> sure.
1: <laughs> Don't know who's that- getting the part. Yeah. Uh, The only thing I would say is that Miles Sanders is the only one that has any guarantees in his contract. So I really do think that just training camp, it's uh, going to be a battle to the death for that second spot. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I just know the best thing about Kerry Johnson is he knows how to pass block. True.
0: Sure. Yeah, I think it, it's definitely a battle for the second spot. I think Miles Sanders is going to be the one there. But I think they want him to be that 1A, and they're looking for their 1B instead of a 1-2. If that makes any sense to you guys. Jarek McKinnon was also signed by the Chiefs. They got their veteran back there with McCoy, Le'Veon Bell of the last few years. So yeah, not much to say about that. The big news in the NFL. There's been reports that Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay. He wants to be traded. He he doesn't want to come back, and he is threatened to retire if they keep him. But these are all just reports. He said, she said. Yeah. So, but if Rodgers gets out, that's that's huge. Huge for Devontae Adams, huge for wherever he goes, especially in fantasy. Huge,
1: huge. 100% agree. I mean, if he goes to a team like the Broncos, that offense just went up 10, 10 notches.
0: Courtland Sutton. If because if he goes to the Broncos, like I want to own Cortland Sutton in Dynasty, in redraft, and everything, if Aaron Rodgers is on that team. I think you guys would agree with me. And I think Cortland Sutton is someone you can go get because he's coming off the ACL tear, the manager that hasn't maybe is. Wanting to move on because I don't know, I don't
1: know. Maybe, they might be upset with him, but for really- Devontae Adams, if he doesn't play with Aaron Rodgers next year, do you believe he'll still be in the top five of um, wide receivers? Yes,
0: I don't think he'll be number one, but I think he can still be top top five. He's really good. Hmm. Keoni, what do you think?
2: I. It all depends on who his quarterback is. Well, it's either because, going to be Jordan
1: Love or Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't, there is no other
2: quarterback coming in. <laughs> I've like, there's going to be other, like in the next few draft classes, each of them is going to have quarterbacks to select from. And so unless Jordan Love gets the opportunity to show that he is here to stay, I think he's potentially going to be looked over and they're just going to get a fresh new quarterback if Aaron Rodgers is gone and sorry, there's going to be no love for Jordan love. So
1: been listening to a lot of Lil Wayne lately, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Silent like
2: lasagna. All
1: right.
2: That'll do it for
0: the news for us today. Let's move on to some winners and losers. So let's go over some winners. These are going to be guys that, you know, Might have had a chance to the team, might have had a chance to draft someone to go there and split time or replace them, but it didn't happen. So, uh, we are considering them winners through this NFL draft. So, Keone, you want to start us off? Who is your winner?
2: So, my winner is Justin Herbert and the Chargers offense because
1: join the hype train, Justin (laughs) Herbert, for number one, boy.
2: Let's, I mean, well, we're not there yet, but we're there. We're there. The chargers definitely did good by Justin Herbert and his um, top 10 season last year. I was like, Hey, I need to get some help. And they got him some help. So in the first round, they got one of the best linemen in the class at tackle with Rashawn Slater. And so he should be able to, protect him pretty well he can play both sides and so whatever side he plays on shouldn't really matter it's just should be a matter of getting used to the nfl and playing that level and then in uh, the third round they got uh josh palmer at wide receiver and tight end uh trey mckitty which is a great name by the way and so that can really help in terms of the passing game because the Chargers have a history of just throwing to whomever. And so I think he, he might not be the number one or two because that's Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, but he, I think Josh Palmer can definitely secure that number three spot and Trey McKitty might help fill in um, play on the opposite side of Jared cook at the tight end position. If they do choose to do two tight end sets because Hunter Henry's gone, he went to the evil, evil Patriots <laughs> and so I think they, they also got help on defense uh, with Asante Samuel jr. So good defense helps offense, you know, cause the more time offense is on the field, the better. And so a defense helps that as well. So all around, I think this draft really, really helped just uh, Justin Herbert and the chargers offense.
1: You see, I'm glad you picked him as a winner. So I didn't have to do it <laughs> because man, he is a winner for sure. Again, another stat from last week that I, I pretty sure mentioned is that he was sacked 32 times last year and was one of the most um rushed quarterbacks in the league. You know what they did and again, what they did this offseason, give him a top 10 offensive line. It's going to be a great season for him. Again, I like the Palmer ad, good deep threat. They already have a bunch of guys who are pretty quick. This is a W for Justin Herbert.
0: Yeah, I think we all love Justin Herbert over here. I'm probably the lowest on him, but I'm okay with that. I still am going to have him in my top 10 easily. So, yeah, lots of love, lots of love, lots, lots of lots of love for Justin Herbert. All right, I'll go next. My guy, my winner, Miles Gaskin, running back for the Miami Dolphins, age 24. So he's young. He's going into his third season. And the Dolphins, they did draft a running back. But in the seventh round. And the draft capital for Jared Dokes, just that's just not going to be there. Last year, Miles Gaskin finished as the running back 27 in 10 games. And so, and really, I mean, his first four games, whenever Jordan Howard was getting in the end zone before they cut Jordan Howard were his worst games. He can finish at two, he can finish at 20, he can finish at, but he never finished higher than 36. So he's not killing any one of your weeks and he averaged 14.2 carries a game. They did bring in Malcolm Brown on a one year deal um, out of the Los Angeles Rams. He was a free agent. They brought him in. But I think that's just going to be a veteran back on the team. They have Savon Ahmed and it's going to be Miles Gaskins backfield, really, with those guys coming in to give him a break.
1: Man, you were saved by the bell with that one because the Broncos had to get Williams. (laughs) I know. I thought it was over for Gaskin. I thought it was over.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's all it really mattered was they didn't really go get anyone. Because Miles Gaskin could have been replaced pretty easily, I think. All right, Ryan, who's your winner?
1: Uh, For me, it's Allen Robinson and the Bears offense. Um new winner for, chicken dinner. Exactly. Uh for me this is probably well we'll see how long how long it takes for just Je- or sorry, Justin Fields to get on the field because the GM said that Payt that's hard to say huh? yeah justin Fields <laughs> to get on the field. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> Ryan Pace said that Andy Dalton is the QB1 still. I'm gonna mm-hmm. say that last four games. They're gonna Coach see how D. average Andy Dalton is, and then Justin Fields will go on the field. Two times though, so. didn't mess up either one. Proud of myself.
2: <laughs> Coach so, speak. Coach yeah, speak. that's yeah, all I I guess. Completely
1: agree. I mean, this is my main point. I have four bullet points, and it was hope. Number one, this might be the first time the city of Chicago has some hope. Trubisky average. Nick Foles average. Andy Dalton average. Rex Grossman average. They've been average since the two thousands. All I know is. All I know is that this is the first time Alan Robinson will play with a guy that isn't washed. And you can say Blake Bores wasn't washed, but he's pretty much washed when he's first started. It doesn't matter.
0: Did you say someone is washed if they never had it? Like That's a good question. Like Mr. Biscay can't be washed because he was
1: never, he was never good to begin with. Uh, I agree. So but, I think yeah. the Bears <laughs> offense got a lot more exciting. I yes. think this is, um, I think Ryan Pace and, What's their head coach's name? Matt Nagy. Matt and Nagy saved their jobs. I think they will have a good, good season. And if Aaron Rodgers is traded from the Packers. I'm going to say Justin Fields will be the best quarterback in that division. Yeah, I like him a lot.
0: I, I love this pick. I love Allen Robinson. He's definite winner. Everything you said, I agree with 100%.
2: Yeah, Allen Robinson popping bottles that yes. draft night.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Got to be so happy. Let's move on to some losers. These are guys the exact opposite, where, you know, they were on the fence and someone did get drafted or free agency didn't go their way. So I'll start us off. My loser is Christian Kirk, wide receiver from the Arizona Cardinals. Young, 24 again, but the Cardinals drafted Rondell Moore out of Purdue in the second round, pretty high draft capital. They also went and got A.J. Green in free agency. So Christian Kirk has always had the snaps to produce having the second most snaps every year was three year career in Arizona, but he hasn't produced on the field getting with getting those snaps. His best season was two seasons ago where he had 68 receptions for 709 yards and he finished as the wide receiver 46. He's also only played 14 games in one season one time other than that he played 13 and 12 so he isn't on the field every game either the cardinals have really shown us this offseason that they don't believe Christian Kirk can be their number 2 receiver behind DeAndre Hopkins and that's why i would be moving on from Christian Kirk and he is a loser through this year's draft
1: bwah, bwah. I like that that's i that's really good i think that this kind of this team is Like more talented with the receiving options. and I just don't know if there's going to be anyone other than Hopkins that could be like fantasy reliable to be honest, you know? Yeah, I agree
0: with that. But Christian Kirk before was getting the snaps and you know, the play to be a number three wide receiver on a fantasy team and now he won't be getting anywhere near that, I don't believe.
1: Yeah, I completely agree.
2: Yeah, the the drop-off or like the gap between their one at Deandre Hopkins and the rest of every other wide receiver or pass catcher in that offense is such a wide gap. And now that it's even more watered down than it was before uh yeah, Kirk is just going to get lost. I think in that mix, he's, I don't think he's a good enough wide receiver, even though I was really big on him last year at certain mm-hmm. points of the year, I think, yeah, this is sort of a the death nail in his kind of coffin, just because he's going to get lost in the mix.
1: Exactly. And I would say if you have if you own Andy Isabella in Dynasty, hope he gets cut so you can go to another team. Because man, he ain't seen the field at all. Yeah, wah,
0: wah, wah. not ever seen the field. Sorry. And if you want Keyshawn Johnson to do anything, well, forget about it.
2: Was it also Dan Arnold?
0: Right. <laughs> no, Dan Arnold is not on the team anymore. Oh no, no, uh, he's a free agent this year. I believe he's in Carolina. Okay. All right. Ryan, who is your loser?
1: All right. My loser is uh Hayden Hurst. Uh let's just go back to the career of Hayden Hurst real quick. 2018 was drafted, 25th overall, before the Mar Jackson. I remember everyone saying, This is a great thing. Oh, he's gonna be a good tight end. And then he gets replaced by Andrews. Andrews, drafting that same draft two rounds later. Right and then and then, when he gets traded to Atlanta Falcons, has a career year, and then what happens gets gets replaced by Kyle Pitts. the guy <laughs> is an average tight end and and to make it worse, his fifth year option wasn't even picked up. I mean the thing is, he's a tight end to and he will probably be a tight end too for the rest of his rest of his NFL career which yeah. I don't know how long it's going to last, to be honest. I mean, again, last year he had career highs in targets, receptions, yards, and touchdowns, and he was still replaced. He is a average to below-average tight end. He will not be fro- fantasy relevant. If you have him in dynasty, well, try to get a fifth rounder. I don't know what to tell you, brother, but you got to get out of there.
0: Yeah, you're saying he had a career re- year, and he finished wide re- uh, tight end nine behind – Gronk and Mike Geseki and just not very good tight ends. You know the tight end position is terrible um, already, but he did not stand out even having his career year. So
1: yeah. and I, and I have one more loser before uh, we get to our peonies. <laughs> okay, uh, it's going to be my dynasty team. So this draft, <coughs> Jalen Rager, right? Okay. Then <laughs> the Eagles draft. This,
0: this is this last year's draft.
1: Yeah, yeah, Eagles. Eagles draft um, Devonte Smith. I have T. Higgins. The Bengals draft Jamar Chase. I have uh-huh. Moster. They draft Trey Sherman. I have Edmonds. The, then the Cardinals sign James Conner. I have Hollywood Brown, and then the and then the Ravens so- or draft Bateman and sign Watkins. John- and I have Dante John- Johnson. Oh yeah, I have Dante John Johnson, and then they re-sign Juju. <laughs> And then my next guy leading into Keone's guy had James Robinson. And then the Jags draft Travis Etienne. You're talking about my whole starting crew at one point or another got more competition.
2: I don't know what
1: else is a loser. If it's not me,
0: it is you. Yeah, I agree. That's
2: that's a tough break.
1: (laughs)
0: This is the options of hell. (laughs) That's tough, bro. Uh, so well, Peony. So speaking James. of <laughs>
2: James Robinson, um, it's more like Mr. Robinson's neighborhood for him compared to <laughs> Mr. Rogers' neighborhood because it's uh kind of in the dumps for him a little bit. He uh, last year I think he finished like top seven in uh, the running back position and he was undrafted free agent. So, but this year the Jaguars with their second pick in the first round decided to get a running back because apparently James Robinson just wasn't good enough. I don't know what you want Jaguars. I just don't know. Um, and like Aaron said in his article about the rookie draft picks in the first round this year, you're not going to so- you're not going to pick up a first round running back, not to start them. So, as much as like the best case scenario would be like James Robinson comes in as the starter and kind of um, ETN slowly builds reps as the season progresses, I don't think that's going to happen because that doesn't make any sense from a drafting whoa, and management whoa, whoa, position. Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa! Can we please can Urban Meyer just honor his promise of saying Travis Etienne is a third down back and James Robinson and Carlos Hard are the one two punch? Please, Did, please well, hold on.
2: <laughs> did they? Did he say they were the one-two back or one-two punch, or is he just leaving it open-ended with coach speak and that he'll uh-huh. also be the first down and second down back?
1: I hate coach speak.
2: <laughs> so never believe it. <laughs> I don't believe <laughs> yeah, anything
1: a
0: coach says. The whole off season, you're <laughs> lying to me. <laughs> yeah,
2: you're just trying to get me in bed, and I don't appreciate <laughs> it. Trying to get me. <laughs> So, yeah, James Robinson is unfortunately a loser.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, because he looked great out there. But,
1: yeah. But I actually have a real question for you. Do you think James Robinson could be a flex play or a low RB2 still?
0: Yeah, it's going to be a sleeper option, huh? Yeah, you Can know. You draft I... him? How far does he fall in the in a draft, in a redraft draft? No, for man. You, I don't for know you to draft him. Seventh is he round, think, I guess
1: eighth round somewhere around there. Yeah, think he well, I was going to
2: say eighth or ninth round. Yeah.
0: It's is. It's, he has potential to be in uh, an RB three still. Yeah. You know, top 36 is still doable. Him and Etienne can both finish in the top 36.
2: Maybe yeah, any, can, anything but, can happen.
0: Yeah. All right. That'll do it for our winners and losers. Let's move on to our post draft rookie draft. So, if you guys listen to the last episode, we did a pre draft rookie draft where we we went Jamar Chase, Najee Harris, Kyle Pitts, Devonta Smith, Travis Etienne, Jalen Waddell, Trevor Lawrence, Javante Williams, Rashad Bateman, Kenneth Gainwell, Terrace Marshall, and Justin Fields at number 12. Now we know where these players landed, what team they're going to be on what the rosters look like. So how much has our draft really changed? Well, let's go over it. Number one, Najee Harris. Running back, went to the Pittsburgh Steelers, first round draft capital, went right before ETN. He's going to be the sole back in Pittsburgh. So
1: he's going to be big and it's going to happen right away. I completely agree um, with that. And uh, since 2015, 10 running backs have been taken in the first round. Their average finish is a RB2. And six of those 10 running backs have finished inside the top 10. Uh, I really believe that this guy is going to be, if you took, if you had to guess out ETN or Harris, Harris will be a top 10 back this year. I just think that even if the Pittsburgh offensive line isn't great, they're gonna force the touches to him. You have to do it. Uh Big Ben is also in this quick throwing offense. I think Harris will get a lot of the dump downs for this. I mean, I think this is a great combination for Harris. Obviously, I would really liked some more offensive line help so Harris can get free because you know offensive line is a huge part of the run game. But I think the targets for Harris will be uh a lot and we will get a lot of check downs. And I will think he I think he can get into. Uh, total touchdowns, like double figures. Double-digit touchdowns. Total. I'm not saying pressure, and passing. Total. Yeah, That'll definitely
0: help in in fantasy. Yeah, that offensive line, I wish it could get a little bit of help because they lost some people this uh, offseason. They need some help. But Najee Harris is built like an NFL back. He's he's big. He can play every single down. So he'll be big on that team. Keanu, what do you think about him?
2: I think, I think Ryan kind of mentioned it or hinted at it before where that offense is going to try to be a really fast paced offense with big Ben having to get the ball out really, really quickly. And then the same should fall for the running back position. He's going to get a lot of touches. And like you said, right away, there's going to be pretty much no obstacle in to him starting the season as number one and being their back for the season. And I think the Steelers are going to kind of need this running back play to to be able to be on par with the rest of his division because you got J.K. Dobbins and Lamar Jackson in uh, Baltimore. You got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in uh, Cleveland and you have Joe Mixon in Cincinnati. So those are all pretty high-powered running teams. And this really fixes that problem they had in this offseason in terms of running back. So it's a really good pick for, um, for him.
0: Yeah. All right. Number two on our list, Jamar chase went to Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver out of LSU. And I mean, they got their three wide receivers now, Tyler Boyd, T Higgins, Jamar chase, Joe Burrow, throwing him the ball. Him and Joe Burrow reconnecting. They played together at LSU in 2019.
2: He's he's
1: gonna be good too.
2: I mean, reunited and it feels so good.
1: Um, I I think he's gonna be pretty good. I would I would put up these numbers real quick. Uh, last year Joe Burrow was on pace to lead the league in um attempts, but he would have had 20 more attempts in first place with 646 attempts. Uh, Matt Ryan was, would be second. Well, he was first, but he would have been second with 626. Also, Higgins, Boyd, and AJ Green all had over 100 targets. Yep. I could, I could see the same happening for these three. And since well, AJ Green was washed last year, Chase's actually production would be probably higher. I like all three of these guys. I think they all three will be fantasy relevant. I think this offense will be very good. Um, they're gonna have to score a lot of points because I think the defense is still pretty bad. Uh, I I think that Chase will be in, in some are not wide receiver one week sometimes. I'm not saying every hmm. week. I'm just okay. saying he'll they. I could see Higgins having Higgins having two touchdowns and then next week Chase having two touchdowns. And uh, I just think the offense is gonna
2: shine. Yeah, I'm I'm opening an account in Chase Bank because give me this give me. Give me these bearer bonds, give me these traveler checks because you can get me traveling all over the field. And when Joe Burrow comes back, which is looking like it's going to be sooner than we potentially thought. He said he's
1: going to be ready for week one. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but he says he might, he's he's on
2: pace to week one. That's only good for, for Jamar Chase. So. Yeah, we
0: don't really know where Joe Burrow stands. He did say he's ready for he'll be ready for week one or he's on pace to be ready for week one, but we don't know. We really don't know. So that's just news we'll update you whenever we have. So yeah. I think a lot of people are off Tyler Boyd or T. Higgins a little bit now. But I think I agree with you, Ryan, that these guys, three of them could be in the top thirty-six almost weekly. The production is just going to be there. So
2: yeah.
0: Mm. Love Jamar chase. Reuniting with Joe Burrow.
2: They also got an O-lineman in in the second round. So it's, I mean, they probably should have got with their first pick, but they got Jamar chase. So that's, you know, I, you give and you take. Yep.
0: Yep. All right. Number three on our list, Kyle Pitts, tight end out of Atlanta. Ryan hit on him earlier. Taking Hayden Hurst's spot, he will be the number one tight end there. This guy is big. He can catch the ball. Matt Ryan will be throwing to him. That can be good at some points. That can be bad. But Atlanta usually throws the ball a lot. So um, we should see him out there catching a lot of passes. I love Kyle Pitts. I really think he could be a top five tight end his rookie season. I mean, you have the big three tight ends. And then Kyle
2: Pitts, baby.
0: So in a rookie draft, top 3 for sure, I I go grab Kyle Pitts.
1: Over so, under 7.5 touchdowns.
2: Ooh. I'll take the over.
1: I'm taking okay. the over too.
2: I I probably would agree with you, although I would I would like to see what happens at the start of June because there's been rumblings or either June or July. Been, been rumblings about Julio potentially being traded because, and I think June was the better date for the Atlanta Falcons in terms of money, because they'd have to pay a lot less to get rid of Julio Jones versus if they had done it around the time of the draft. And so if Julio is gone, which is a big, if
0: the touchdowns don't matter, Julio doesn't <laughs> score them.
2: <laughs> um, that is, I mean, that's just another receiver or one receiver less for Matt Ryan to throw to. And if Kyle Pitts is going to be acting as a wide receiver, I think that makes him the clear number two pass catcher on that offense behind Calvin Ridley. So we'll, we'll see how that, what happens with that. And like you said, we'll definitely update you with those news.
0: Yeah. And their running back right now is still Mike Davis. You want to talk about a winner in this draft? Mike Davis. I mean, they didn't bring anyone. Cordell Patterson still, but who?
2: Yeah. Big sigh of relief from him. Yeah.
0: They're going to be throwing the ball a lot this season. All right. Number four on our list. Devonte Smith. Wide receiver from got drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Rager last year. Devonta Smith this year. I like Devonta Smith a lot more. I mean, it really matters what Jalen Hurts can do. Can Jalen Hurts get him the ball? Actually. We will see. We talked about this running back backfield a little bit. I think, you know, Devontae Smith can run those jet sweeps. He can kind of do those cutbacks in the backfield and get the ball. He can be thrown screen passes. He can run across the middle. He can do it all. So I really like Smith. I just hope that Hurts can pull it out for him, can do what we all want him to do and be a good NFL quarterback
2: yeah because like I said last year, the Eagles offense kind of was not very much there, and so hopefully Hertz is able to put things together in his sophomore year, I believe, right, sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, and they I think they did get a lineman, and I think the Eagles have shown as long if their line is healthy, which has been one of the biggest things. Against them having a not healthy line, but if that line is healthy, they can do some pretty good damage to opponents and they're in the, um, the NFC East. So that division is always up for grabs. And so hopefully Smith and Hertz have that, get that good connection going and produce on the field.
1: So let me take you to where I was at when the draft happened. So I was at my girlfriend's parents' house and we were out here looking at the thing and I saw Eagles trade with the Cowboys, right? And there was, and I started jumping around. I was like, we're gonna get Devontae Smith. We're gonna get him right. And we freaking got him, boy. And (laughs) I would say this, right? I would say this. Hertz is a little bit of a wild card, right? He's a little, he's not accurate. I the problem was about Hertz, though, is that people couldn't get open. Devontae Smith is a great rock runner and will get open. And if you compare him to, I think, almost every receiver that got drafted this year, he has a most clear path to be a number one, getting number one targets. I mean, Jalen Rager is a number two, and Travis Fulton is ass. You can say he's not, but he only played good in four games. All right. Everyone was like, oh, Travis Foley. Yeah. Four games. No and then he was ass. Okay. So Smith will be. A top, not I'm not saying like he's gonna leave like be a wide receiver too. I'm not sure if how fancy relevant he will be this year because obviously Eagles offense is getting a whole new, a bunch of new stuff happening, new offense square, new head coach. We can't, we can't really, um, you know, tell what's gonna happen. But I know Smith will probably average eight targets and I would take the volume over the next wide receiver we're gonna say in Waddle. And now, when I want to compare. Jalen Waddle to Smith. This is like watching an episode of Friends, right? For me, Devontae Smith is like Chandler, right? And I like Chandler most, right? Because he's kind of sarcastic. He has this asshole. He has these quirky punchlines. But I would say that Joey, which is Jalen Waddle, is naturally cr- like charismatic and funny and silly, right? This is your <laughs> preference. Obviously, we have Devontae Smith over Jalen Waddle. For these rankings, but I would say that obviously you watched Friends. Everyone in the world has watched an episode of Friends. You pick your favorite pretty quickly here, all right? Mine's Chandler, and in this ranking, mine's Devontae Smith, Jalen Woggle's Joey. I don't know how you guys feel about this. You guys like, might be Joey guys, but like, they're whenever, both hilarious. Whenever
0: you're younger. You're definitely a Joey fan because you know you're not as smart. You don't get the sarcasm from Chandler. So you're like, oh, Joey's dumb. He's silly. But then you grow up, you get turned into a teenager, and you're like, oh, Chandler's the funny one. I get it now. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and, and
1: I'm, I'm not saying about, that. I'm a Ross fan.
0: Ross. <laughs> you get it. Well, that's when you grow up a little bit more. get into your 30s, you become a Ross fan. I'm just I'm kidding.
1: Not nobody, nobody likes that Ross. Alan Waddle is dumb, but I would say that his speed is dumb. All right. Mm. Uh, also, I'm big to a guy. I love the Jalen Waddle pick for the Dolphins. I think they're going to focus a lot on down, downfield threats. If you think last year, uh, you look at this wide receiver courts, Will Fowler, average reception, 16.6 um, Williams, 16. Devonte Parker, 12.6 Gasecki uh, 13.3 yards and Waddle average, 18.9. Also, Waddle had 17 touchdowns last year. And you know they or not last year, sorry, that's too many. Um, over his career, they averaged 44 yards per t- like per touchdown was 44 yards five point five That's incredible. I think they're gonna throw the ball a lot. I would just say I don't know where Waddle lines up. I'm not sure if he's the third receiver or the second receiver, because they have some talented weapons out there.
0: Yeah, that's the thing about Waddle is I don't know where he's gonna land in this wide receiver room, you know, coming off the broken ankle. I know he played another game in college, so he'll be fine. But they have guys in that wide receiver room to give him even more time to come back, to give him more time to break into the league. They don't have to start him right away. I mean, I think he will be, they're planning on him taking Will Fuller's spot when Will Fuller leaves next year. So you have a whole year of him learning under Fuller before I think he
2: does anything, really. Do well, you think Will Fuller's going to leave?
1: I would. I mean, it's a one-year deal. But after, the Dolphins are a smart organization. They're not going to pay someone if they have another guy going, you know?
0: After that draft of Jalen Waddle, I think so. Okay.
2: I, I got you. I see. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think Will Fuller for this year is definitely the number one. And then it's just a matter of if he's going to be, he's going to be like along with Parker, I think, I think that's his ceiling for this year is kind of that wide receiver two in that offense, but who can buy at least maybe like midpoint in the season becomes a really focal point and big part of that offense, which is going to be a pass happy offense for sure. Yeah.
0: All right. Number six on our list, Trevor Lawrence. The biggest surprise of the day. He went to Jacksonville at number one overall quarterback. Um, yeah, I think we all saw this one coming. Not a big surprise. Best quarterback in the in the class. Uh, we knew it coming out. So, yeah, not a big surprise
2: here. That's some Did. Chandler sarcasm for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I, I like this. Obviously, like you said, we already knew it was going to happen. I would say that... If he, if Trevor Lawrence is going to be uh, QB one, it's going to be because of this stat right here. Uh, during Urban Meyer's coaching career, uh, I think it's twelve, no, thirteen seasons. His quarterbacks to average eleven rushing touchdowns per season. Trevor Lawrence last two years of college, eight touchdowns or nine touchdowns and eight touchdowns. I think Trevor Lawrence will be used in the run game, especially down in the red zone. Uh, he might be a double touchdown kind of guy because Urban Myers likes his quarterbacks running like that. I mean, only two times, or sorry, three times were they under 10. And that was with Alex Smith back in 2003, um, some no-name guy his first year of Florida, Florida when they were that were like the worst of his tender. And and then Dwayne Haskins when he <laughs> only had four. And Dwayne Haskins obviously is a statue. Everyone yeah. else had multiple or uh, double-digit touchdowns. So, how high can
0: Trevor Lawrence finish this year? What are you guys expecting for? Not how high can he finish?
1: What are you guys expecting? Okay. I'm expecting him to be a streamer. Maybe he'd be in the 13, 14 range, just because of the fact. I don't know how high Jacksonville. I mean, I don't know how good Jacksonville is going to be. Yeah, I, their defense still is a little iffy. So obviously, he can he can uh, rush, or I mean, they can. Uh, they're going to have to throw a lot. Yeah, so, but. There are some unknowns. I just think that yeah. there's going to be some rushing touchdowns for Trevor Lawrence to get. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, new coach, new quarterback, new scheme, new everything there. So, Tony. so what do much, you expect?
2: So, uh, I'm going to keep this kind of analogy going. Sometimes for a uh, a show, you know, their first season can be a little bit rough. They're trying to find their their voice and their groove and their audience, and you know, this fall. Uh, we got T Law, as we said, uh-huh. who is the uh, sheriff of these parts. You know his his group I of he's a deputy. Uh, no, I he was you a keep
0: saying deputy, and that's lower than sheriff. <laughs> yeah,
2: no. Or, well, then
0: is no, it? He's, Did, the we figured, he's the sheriff. He's the sheriff. Well, then
2: he's got his um, captain or whatever in Travis ETN.
0: That would be so, the deputy there. That's when you come okay. By. That's
2: yeah. So you know you got T Law, and then. You got ETN as his deputy along with, um, Chenault Chark and now Marvin Jones jr. But I think it's going to be uh, a little bit of not rough sale, not rough sales exactly, but they're going to be trying to find themselves with things being so, so new in a lot of areas. But I think he can still, yeah, you, streamer, I think is a good place to put him because he is incredibly talented and he has a lot of good talent around him. Now that Adam, the specter of Adam Gase is gone. I think is that for the jets.
0: Yeah, I get the the two
2: confused. Ah, I get the two confused all the time. (laughs) Okay, Dag Nabbit.
0: Yeah, there will be a huge learning curve there for this Jacksonville team, but if they can get it together, then they have quite a bit of weapons there. And like you said, Ryan, they're going to have to throw it, which leads us into our next guy, number seven on the list, Travis Etienne. Just talked
2: about him, the deputy. There you
0: go, hit it.
2: We're building the show as we go.
0: (laughs) He was. He was also drafted in the first round right after Najee Harris, second running back taken. And I think they will have to throw the ball. Jacksonville will have to throw the ball and Travis Etienne can catch the ball out of the backfield. And he is fast, like we said in the last episode. So just give him a little bit of open space and he's gone.
2: Yeah. He's the, uh, he's the old uh, fastest hands in the West. We're going to keep this (laughs) analogy going. or The fastest feet in the West, even though it's the East. Fastest feet in, in the East. You know what it is. We're, it's whatever. We're, de- we're developing Bestest it as we go.
0: Machine. In the AFC South, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Uh, See, he's I just, keep getting
2: he's, them confused with the Jets. God dang it.
0: But Jacksonville is in the East. This is Southeast.
2: This is, this is terrible. No one wants I'm to talk a, about geography. I'm a loser for this podcast.
1: No.
0: <laughs> Ryan, break us out. Travis Etienne,
1: how do you feel? Uh, that's how I feel. You can't I'm still hurt from James Robinson. So, yeah. no, I, I do I do like Travis Etienne. Uh, I think they'll, this would be a good combination. Obviously, I think if I had to pick between Harris or Etienne, we would have Harris in the top, or I think that would finish in the top 20. But I think Etienne will have weeks where he could be the number one running back because he can break those long touchdowns. And he can all, he's going to be a big, good, sorry. He's going to be a good pass catcher, but I don't really have that much input. I was kind of down. He dropped on my, on my list. uh, Like I think three or four spots after he was drafted. So yeah. For
0: dynasty outlook on Travis ETN too. I don't know if he can be the full down back ever in his whole career, like a three down back ever in his career. So that's why I put him. You know, behind all of these wide receivers, we just have quite a strong wide receiver class. Before we hit ETN, who's <laughs> a good running back, but I don't know his longevity really scares me a little. Let's move on to number eight, Javante Williams. He was drafted by Denver. Melvin Gordon is still going to be the lead back there this year, but I believe Melvin Gordon's contract is up after this year. Yes, he so is.
1: He, he's um they get, get paid eight mil, and then he's out.
0: There you go. And so Javante Williams, could this could be his backfield next season. So he might have to hold out a season, but he could be there, and he could be their sole back. And hopefully they get a new quarterback because Drew Locke's just not the guy. But this offense could be deadly. I mean, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant, they have, they have options there. Who knows? Javante Williams could could come out of that backfield.
1: And we have seen with Melvin Gordon, other running backs be fantasy relevant. Obviously, Austin Eckler is the main one. Philip Lindsay before. I mean, Philip Lindsay had injured or injured last year a lot. But one of the games he was playing, he was still fantasy relevant. Um, I think that Williams could be a guy who maybe is a bench guy who could, you know, you see a matchup and you're like, oh, you know what? They're playing. They're playing the Raiders, who's you know the one of the worst run defenses <laughs> in the league. I'm gonna put Williams in that week. You could see him have the Happening. I'm not sure what's going to happen exactly, but I I like Williams and like JJ said, Melvin Gordon will be a free agent this year. Um, I'm going to assume you you don't trade up for a running back, um, just to bring another one in. But you know the Broncos are wild. John Elway is getting older. Whoever their GM now, Patton he don't listen to nobody because they should draft him just the fields, but hey, hey, we're not talking about that, so.
2: Yeah, J- Javante Williams is just biding his time, petting his white cat, you know, with his acting as the claw, so I'll get you, Melvin Gordon, next year. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah. an Inspector Gadget reference for yeah. everybody out there yeah. listening. <laughs> All
0: right. Number nine on our list, the first guy to break into the top twelve that was not on our top twelve last episode. Trey Lance got drafted number three to San Francisco. This offense is going to look way different with Trey Lance than with Jimmy Garoppolo. Who knows when the switch from Garoppolo to Lance actually happens? But we all know it's going to happen. You don't take a guy at number three and don't give him a chance ever. So. Trey Lance can run the ball, can throw the ball decently. And in this run first offense, he could put up some fantasy numbers. Brian, I know you love Lance.
1: Oh, man. This is you were waiting for it for the I feel like the whole offseason. Me and JJ have been talking about this for months. Right. I told him if this happens, I would Lance would go into my top five people. Right. Right. Lance is a guy who, during his one season starting, didn't throw any interceptions, had a 1,000 yards rushing. I mean, the guy is accurate, and now he gets to go with one of the smartest minds in football, one of the best offensive lines in of football, weapons all around him. You could not ask for a better a better landing spot than where Trey Lance went. Um, I would say that I do think that there might be a chance, if Jimmy's playing good enough, or he could start the whole season. Because Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch know our jobs are safe. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. But what this does is if Jimmy gets hurt, which he has gotten hurt, I think, every season except for <laughs> one, which is, of course, when they won the Super Bowl, this gives the 49ers' offense in general a higher floor than it was. So even if you had George Kittle, you don't have to worry. George Kittle is still going to be good. Sammy's is going to be good. Ayuk going to be good because Trey Lance can do this offense – and we'll be able to expand what his offense can do with rushing. I mean, we could be seeing if, if let's say, Lance starts the whole season, we can have a RG three type of year where R, or RG three won offensive player of the year that year because of the way the shade of hands worked. And I think this could be the same
2: thing. So, I you you talk, um, talked about Jimmy, and I think you guys have done a little bit more um, like scouting and watched more than I have. How is Trey Lance in like when pressured in the pocket? Cause I know Jimmy Garoppolo like kind of crumbles when he's in the pocket. And we've, we've seen that before where that's sort of cost them really big games. I think playoffs specifically where when he was pressured in the pocket, he couldn't, he didn't perform. So how does Trey Lance compare to that?
1: I would say you didn't see Trey Lance get, get a lot of pressure on him, but I would say that he He's a guy that can run and get out the pocket. But, again, also zero turnover for that year. So you're not going to have to worry, like, is he going to chuck this up or is or is he going to get sacked? Like, if he gets sacked, he's going to hold on to the ball. Yeah, I know, like, you know, these NFL hits might be different. I would just say I expect him to have a lot of easy throws and be able to move around the pocket well.
0: Yeah, he's not the greatest whenever it comes to pressure, I think but he's not bad either. He can move kind of unlike Jimmy Garoppolo who really can't move. And I, I think it's going to be a completely different offense that we see. It's going to be a much faster-paced offense with a lot, a lot. I mean, they already ran a lot of motion, but there's going to be a lot of motion where you don't know who's going to have the ball. Three guys are going to go in motion. Kill's going to run those Travis Kelsey underneath little dump-offs. I mean, it could work. It could get you the job done in the NFL, but. It could be great for fantasy football. Number 10 on our list, Justin Fields. Ryan already talked about him a little bit. Winner, Allen Robinson. He got drafted by Chicago. I mean, Justin Fields is going to be a a really good quarterback. He has traits to be a really good quarterback. And it's just was landing spot. Where, Where did he actually land? And it looks like he's going to get a chance to play. Maybe immediately. I mean Andy Dalton, eh, he might get the start, but I think I think Fields can come in and play earlier than maybe Trey Lance. Like if Jimmy Garoppolo's playing well, I I think they sit Trey Lance, like Ryan was saying. But even if Dalton's playing okay, I think they have to bring in Justin Fields eventually.
2: What did you say before? Mediocre.
0: <laughs> yes. So huge upgrade for this whole offense, in my opinion, Allen Robinson, David Montgomery, everyone. So,
1: yeah. Um, I agree. Fields has a big arm. Uh, it really helps his offense because he can do some of that rushing that uh, Trubisky was doing, I think two years ago before he hurt a shoulder and then like fell off the wagon. Right. Um, He can do that rushing. Uh. This offense is good. I think this is the first time Matt Nagy has really can, like, do everything he wanted to do. You know, I think he's been so limited, especially last year with having Nick Foles, even though I love Big Big Nick. Uh, he just wasn't able to run and move around the pocket. This Bears offense lined out a little bit better because they traded up for a tackle in the second round as well. Um, I think that Fields might – I don't think Fields is going to be playable next year. Like really in fantasy, I don't think he's going to be a guy that will will be a QB1 at all, or maybe even um, – because I think the quarterback is so deep this year – Next, year, quarterback's going to be so deep next year. But I think in a couple years when he really gets his offensive system down and maybe they at, were able to add a couple more offensive line pieces, I think Justin Fields could be a guy that could carry the Bears farther than they've been in the last like 10 years.
2: Yeah, I I think for um I think kind of the the stars like aligned for the bears this year and I think they had one of this is one of the best draft acquisitions from this draft class cuz they moved up to get him. So even though, you know, they still have Andy Dalton as QB1, like you moved up to get Justin Fields. So at some point he's probably going to play if not at the very beginning of the season and so i'm sorry for the red rocket andy dalton you're going to be blasting off again yeah so
0: done and good good riddance to andy Dalton. (laughs) (laughs) he might he might still be there but yeah i agree with you ryan i don't think justin fields is going to be playable this year but he's going to be playable and maybe next year maybe the year after but then for the next 10 years after that or so. So go get him in a rookie draft. All right, number 11 on our list, Rashad Bateman was drafted by the Baltimore Ravens. He's a wide receiver. He kind of dropped for us, actually. So, you know, he was, let's see, number nine. He dropped to number 11 for us. We just don't love the landing spot for him. Lamar Jackson throwing in the ball, Keone. You're shaking your head.
2: Yeah, I just, I've been, like, Lamar Jackson's passing ability has kind of been suspect um at, like since he's been with the Ravens and cuz they seem to be more of a run heavy offense both him and JK Dobbins and they're, I think Mart, like
0: They're not heavy, they are large. They are a run yeah, large offense. Yes,
2: run yeah, run dependent if you <laughs> may, if you may. Like and Hollywood Brown I think has and um was it Willie Sneed, have sort of especially Hollywood Brown though. Like had high hopes for him and then kind of just the passing game didn't allow him to maybe be to the level that he could have gone to. And I think the might the same might happen for Bateman, unfortunately.
1: Uh I, I like Bateman going to the Ravens. And I would say this, it's not because of the fact I mean, you are right, they are a run running dependent team, but he has a skill set that not a single other receiver has, right, on that team. Mark Andrews. Red zone guy. Hollywood Brown, deep threat. Sammy Watkins, decoy and when he's on the field. So <laughs> I would say yeah. Bateman is, has the ability to actually run routes, crisp and get open. And I think that Bateman could be a guy that becomes this Lamar Jackson blanket. A, a guy who could, he knows he's going to have two, uh, more space than he's able or anyone else is able to create there. And if you have space, it doesn't matter if Lamar is throwing into the uh, back shoulder when he should be throwing to the front shoulder, you know. He, Bateman has good hands. Uh, I think that he, he's a guy that will be able to play in the slot and outside. So I actually kind of like this move. It, obviously, it's not the best place. I thought he was, if he could fall to the Packers, that would have been like the best case scenario <laughs> until Aaron Rodgers gets traded. And then, psych boy! But I think that the, this Ravens offense made a great addition for bateman and i think bateman will be a guy that maybe we can't predict when he has a great season but he could put up wide receiver two numbers listeners
0: remember ryan was also the hollywood brown truther so just yeah you know and then hollywood brown
1: said he was gonna gain all this weight <laughs> and move around And then they went and passes the ball. So Lamar Jackson doesn't pass the ball. That's what happens. True. But I would say is that I think the Ravens also learned that, hey, if they're going to be able to predict what we're going to do, we got to change it up a little bit more. Yeah. We have to get a little more creative. You're right,
0: though. Bateman can get open unlike Hollywood Brown can. He can create separation. I agree with that. So, yeah, we have to get a guy open for Lamar Jackson to hit him. You're right. But. Lamar still got to get him the ball. Just worries me a little bit. Number 12 on our list, Michael Carter, running back, drafted by the New York Jets. It looks like this it's is gonna the be Jets. his backfield. <laughs> this is the Jets, yes. This okay. one. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Michael Carter drafted by the Jets. It looks like it'll be his backfield. I mean, Tevin Coleman's there. I don't know. Michael P. Ryan's there, but I got some great stats
1: for that. All right, let's hit him. Was... Last year, P Ryan, 64 attempts two hundred and thirty two yards rushing and two touchdowns <laughs> great job p ryan coleman last year had career lows and games played yards rushing yards ad- rushing attempts touchdowns targets and receiving touchdowns all those michael carter is the biggest winner of this draft i mean he has been will basically be handed the job coleman is washed p ryan is not good he could even play over frank gore I love the system with I love this running system. It's gonna be kind of like the 49 er system. I mean, it's uh, his name's Mike LaFour. Mm-hmm. Who's the head? Who's the head coach? Hmm. Oh. Head coach is Matt, Matt LaFour, and it's his brother Mike LaFour Is gonna be the offensive coordinator for the Jets. This offense, I think, would be good. He'll be a checkdown guy for um, Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson. I think Carter at the end of this draft could be a steal and be a guy who be fancy relevant for next 4 to 5 years.
0: Absolutely could be just remember first first year head coach, first year quarterback. The offense scares me at least for this first year a little bit. But in dynasty, it looks like it's going to be his backfield like I said, like you said. So, no one else is going to really take time away from him.
2: I mean, and anything is better than Adam Gase who was the former <laughs> Jets Hit him with it. <laughs> uh, coach. So yeah, anything is better than Adam Gase.
0: Absolutely. All right. And that'll do it for our post-draft rookie draft. Just to go through them one more time real quick. We have Najee Harris, Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Javonte Williams, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Richard Bateman, and Michael Carter. All right. We also did some trivia. I'll throw it over to Keone.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I uh, mentioned trivia in our, or this stat in our last podcast. And then we also put stuff on social media. Um, So basically what I said was since 2010, there have been uh, 33 quarterbacks drafted in the first round. And of those quarterbacks, five finished in the top 12 and then as well um, two more finished in the top 18 so um we asked you and then all of us said our answers and ryan you got it right hey. damn right hey. you got the five right and then um aaron got uh, intern aaron got it on his second try though that's you know oh so, yeah yeah um you and intern aaron and ian all got four on your first try so yeah. very very that's good well. job in that i forgot so, about going, rg3 yeah Going in order. It was
1: Carson Wentz, the future. They got you, bro. <laughs> yeah, I
0: couldn't think of anyone else because I had the four. I knew the four, but I was like, who could have been the fifth? I don't know.
2: Yeah, but, it's, yeah. it was tough because two were in the same year. So mm-hmm. you have 2011, Cam Newton finished as a top four. You have 2012, you have Robert Griffin III finished in like the top nine. Same thing with Andrew Luck in 2012, finished top nine. Then in 2019, you have Kyler Murray finishing the top eight. And then in 2020, you have Justin Herbert finishing... one
0: quarterback in 2021.
2: He finished Justin in the top Herber. 10. Um, he was in top 10. And then for the other two, for the bonus two, also, I should say, one person who we... Um, oh, oh in, let's start our... him out
0: after. Let's okay, okay, okay. The, the winner, because, yeah, someone did win. A listener um, won, so...
2: Uh, so, in 2015, Jameis Winston finished in the top 13. And then... Uh, in 2018, Baker Mayfield finished in the top 18. So that is your seven. All right. And, and then, then the, the, let us know the listener the winner our Our lovely listener is named who got all five. He got six out of the seven. So, so close to getting them all right. Um, so he was the closest out of anybody. He, his name is Lawrence Gartner of San Diego, address 742 Evergreen Terrace. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um oh,
0: yeah, I so we have to bleep out his address. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's,
2: that's where the Simpsons live.
0: So, so oh, okay. Social Security number, routing right, exactly. number,
2: and uh but anyways, we'll congratulations. Congratulations, yeah, to congratulations to Lawrence Gardner
0: Congratulations. We will be sending you uh your winnings. We'll be getting in touch with you so that way we, we can get your actual address and send you the winnings. Um and if you guys want to win daydreamer swag daydreamers stuff anything that we are giving out you guys are going to have to follow us on instagram at day underscore dreamer media or twitter at ff daydreamers you guys could also go over to our site daydreamermedia.com. we have all of our information up there do you guys have any plugs keone ryan follow you guys on twitter yeah, yeah
1: just do, follow do me on thing. twitter and that's it actually
0: yeah yeah All right, we're running a little long, so let's get out of here. Thank you guys so much for listening. You guys have got to remember, stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay
2: Stay dreaming.